Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined in studio by Rhino today. And today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip. And you can do that over at visitmississippi.org. Now, if you are tuned in to supertalk.fm slash watch today, you will see that I am sporting my gold, black and gold, the best I can, my Southern Miss to the top. I almost made it to the very end of last night's game between Southern Miss and Ole Miss uh, for the game one. I, ha- I held in there, Rhino, to I think about ooh, maybe the seventh inning. I definitely didn't make it to the ninth. And I woke up this morning and I asked my husband, I said, so do I get to dress the baby in her cheerleading outfit, her USM cheerleading outfit today or not? And he said, yes. So the family is sporting their black and gold. And by family, I mean me and EJ. <laughs> but I'm a two-time graduate from Southern Miss. And I know and I actually used to live right directly next to the baseball stadium there on um, campus. In fact, um, one of the fly balls at one point uh, got me a new windshield there while I was a student at Southern Miss. So anyway, I'm super excited to see the boys work so hard and get to where they are. And it was fun, even though for some it didn't feel fair to have two Mississippi teams sort of fighting for the one spot. We kind of wish all three of them could have made their way to the next round. Um, but still, I thought it was a lot of fun to, sh- to to see two home teams make it to to that end. And no matter what happens today, I think the game starts uh, sometime during good things, 2.30, 2.35 or so. I know supposed to. A little bit of a rain delay. Thank you for the weather. Somewhere else, not Mississippi weather, but somebody else's weather is a little squirrely and, and um, pushing things back a little bit. But uh, but yeah, so no matter who comes out victorious today, they would have at least given a good show up until the very last game. And a Mississippian Mississippi group or Mississippi team, should you say, will definitely get to go to the next um, level. So that all good, all good things. Now, over on the Good Things Facebook group, I am learning and more and more that we are all more alike than we are different, at least when it comes in the laundry department. So if you took a peek over there during the weekend, you'll see that my husband finally got fed up with our lost sock basket and decided that on a rainy Sunday afternoon, he was going to make it his mission to match all of the socks. So I have to prep this by saying, I don't know, it had to be several months ago that I just gave up on socks altogether. My husband wears them every day. My um, oldest, she just, I think she wears like three pairs a day. I don't know. It feels that way. And she has all the different colors and styles and matches. And it is my least favorite thing to fold. I don't mind washing and drying anything, but something about all the socks that settle to the bottom of the laundry basket, it just, you get to that point and you run out of steam in your domestic duties. And so I had a spare basket. I literally just started throwing all our socks, mine, Dalcos, the two kids, big, small, in between, didn't matter. They were clean. I wasn't even trying to pair them. They were going straight into the basket. And if you wanted socks, you went and searched out your socks and made your match and wore them yourself. The Neely, the nine-year-old, almost nine-year-old, eight-year-old, cared less. She'd go through the basket and just find two that were her size and rolled with it. Mix, match, didn't matter. 
the husband a little bit more irritated. So finally, he got, he got irritated enough. He said, we're at least going to whittle down the basket and, and make matches to the ones that are there. And we both were pretty astounded by the number of socks that didn't have mates. I mean, if you look at the photo, there is a good dozen or more socks within that basket that had lost its partner in the shuffle. I don't know if it just got left in certain places or or anyway, however it, it happened. The cool part is, though, we're not alone. We may be a little bit higher caliber of the lost sock box, but we're definitely not alone. I loved seeing how the different ways that you guys handle socks in laundry. Some of you are real snazzy. You have the little mesh bags. Everyone has their own mesh bag. And you put your socks in there, and then you wash them. I feel like that's 2.0 of domestic divaness. But hey, Rocket, they'll all stay together. Others, you are just like us. You let the kids wear their mix-match socks, and life is fine. And then there's some of you that have just completely thrown them away. You just you you give them a timeline. Six weeks. If we haven't found your mate, you're going in the trash. Which... Someone mentioned, as soon as you do that, you're going to find the other one. Like the moment you throw away the little pink sock with the, you know, with the sheep on it, you think you're never going to find the other one again. Somehow it will creep back up the moment you get rid of it. However, if you hang on to one, the other one will stay lost forever, it feels like. Now, there's some of you on the Good Things Facebook uh, group that have just said, we went straight to white. White socks for everybody. We're not... You all one one shape, one size, one whatever, and now this entire mess is over. For me, I only wear socks when I work out for the most part. Very rarely am I wearing sneakers during the day. I don't either don't wear socks or I wear shoes that don't require like little slip-ons. So socks really aren't an issue for me. But some of you wear them every day. That's like part of your get up and go every day is socks. So you tell me. How important is it that they match? And then do you have a good remedy for lost socks? 601-879-4395 if you would like to answer. Rhino, I know we've talked about this before, and you've actually found all of your lost socks or some of them in the dryer, which we're not yeah. taking taking apart a dryer today. So how do you handle the, the lost socks? I, I actually didn't realize I had a, a system until I was thinking about this question and I realized my system's pretty simple. I like wearing footy socks most of the time, so I just have all black footy socks. Just same type of socks. They they all match each other, so that works. That's a daily basis. Then I have boot socks, or you're working in the yard, you want to cover your ankle, that kind of sock. The, the longer socks, those are all white socks, and they're all pretty much the same, so they all match with each other. And then dress socks are the only ones that have any individuality where I might have the crazy rainbow stripey <laughs> ones or the blue ones with the gray lines. Or the, and they kind of need to match. And yeah. yeah, they just they match up and go in the drawer. Well, I have to say, I don't think I could wear a footy sock and then like a not like I couldn't wear socks that don't match. Not that they don't match in color. As long as they're the same style, I can rock that. Like I got to have a pink polka dotted one with the you know a neon yellow one as long as they fit the same but i don't know if i could make it through my day i mean i could if i had to don't get me wrong but it would not be my preferred choice like my daughter can wear one that comes up all the way to the ankle and then one that's a footy she really doesn't care as long as they both go in her shoe i would need those to at least match in in sort of in sort of style so it's just interesting to me though that that this is something it's an epidemic for everybody everybody has lost socks Everybody has a preference to how you handle it. Everyone gets frustrated to the point where they just want to end it all and then have a fresh start with said socks. But socks are also one of those things, too, that wear out, wear down. And I am more likely to buy new socks than I am, like, replace other sort of garments. And there's one other piece of, I guess it's not clothing, it would be more an accessory that guys can lose just as often as socks they just don't tend to wash them as often because we don't use them as often especially younger generations but handkerchiefs ah, i mean yeah. older generations that you, you have a handkerchief, handkerchief you got your knife you got your keys like you just have a list of things you carry with you at all times 
and younger generations have gotten away from the hanky. I mean, our generation still has the pocket knife and all that, but hankies are a dying art, and those can very easily get lost in the laundry. What too. has replaced the hanky? I mean, it, there's paper tissue there's everywhere. Now. Everywhere, so you just don't necessarily yeah. need it, and that's really not something you pass down. <laughs> My daddy had a hanky. I guess I don't know if he would have referred to it as a hanky. But he always had the cloth that stayed folded up neatly in his back pocket. He'd pull it out and do it, you know, just whatever mm-hmm. he needed to do with it. Um, yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about the hanky in a while, Rhino. Maybe you hadn't thought about socks or anything like that in a while either. But there's something else we all have had in common, I would say. Most of us had a VCR. Some of you may still have your VCR. And just to make sure that on the C Spire text line, Jay from the Res says all three teams are still in it. I know that. But only one will walk away from the Southern and Ole Miss game at the end of today. So we will be down to at least two potentially moving forward. And State is currently winning. So stick with us. you got more good things coming up next. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. Teenagers in Oklahoma who looked out for a friend make today's Dean's List. Price Jackson and Kieran English from Muskogee, Oklahoma, went out of their way to check on fellow student Madison Moore, who has Down syndrome. Starting in kindergarten, Price and Kieran made a point to eat lunch or walk with her if they saw that Madison was alone. During field trips, they would stand by her side or even hold her hand. They say they don't see Madison as someone with challenges. She's family. And as a thank you for helping their daughter out all of these years, Madison's dad posted a photo on social media of all of the friends at their high school graduation. The caption read, These two fine young men have watched out and have been friends with my daughter since kindergarten. Kieran says if we had a world full of people like Madison, it would be a better place. She has overcome so much and is an inspiration. Thank you to the three Musketeers, Price, Kieran, and Madison. You all made the Dean's List. Janice Dean. Fox News. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Saving you money, I'm Hillary Barsky. As the summer approaches, a lingering gas crunch is making driving expensive. But don't let gas prices put a damper on your plans because there's ways to save at the pump. Like if gas stations allow it, the cash prices advertise without making the distinction apparent. And if you know the difference, head to the pump with some cash in hand. Another strategy is to pick one national chain that has stations everywhere. Open a credit card with that brand and make it your go-to service station. You can save much more this week way. Also, use a gas app. Gas Buddy is the biggest and best-known app for finding real-time prices, but there are others. The best way to save money on gas is to burn less of it, which you can do almost every time you drive with just some basic maintenance habits, like travel lighter. Excess weight diminishes fuel economy, and more importantly, don't drive aggressively. Speeding and rapid starting and stopping are almost as bad for gas mileage as they are for your safety. Saving you money, Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Birthplace of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. I hope you take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. You can listen to good things on supertalk.fm. We are also streaming live from the Supertalk Mississippi app if you have that on your smartphone or tablets. But the best way to listen to the show each day is always on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, which you can get anywhere across the state. Now, Rhino, I was talking about staying up late to catch the winner of the Ole Miss-Southern Miss baseball game last night. And you were up, as well as one of our listeners on the text line, Jeff, in Oxford, late into the evening watching your prospective sport. So what were you watching? I was watching the CONCACAF Nations League final between the U.S. men's team and the Mexico men's team. And one of the selling features of soccer, especially nowadays, is that most matches are done in a two-hour window. You've got 90 minutes of really? soccer. you got the halftime. It, it's, you get in and out, and it's done most of the time. But when you get in a tournament setting, you've got to get a winner. I mean, a lot of matches can end in a draw or something like that, and you still get points for the draw, but with a tournament, you can't have a draw. Somebody's got to lift the trophy. So they're in the final. It's U.S. versus Mexico, and it was an instant classic. It started at... 8:30 and it didn't get done till almost midnight with the with the trophy because in the first minute and this is spoiler alert if you've got it recorded don't listen I'm fixing to tell you what happened and I'll probably forget some of the stuff because it was that crazy first minute Mexico scores we go down a goal it's just deflating and it's being played in Denver but it's 70% Mexico fans so it feels like an away game even though it's a home yeah. game for the US team Mexico goes up first minute they're up a goal, pulls the air out of the stadium. 20 minutes later, U.S. scores. Tied up. Game on. Because in soccer, it's a much smaller oh, yeah. scoring sport. Yeah, you usually have low-scoring matches. Second half rolls around, tied up 1-1, get into the 60th minute, subs start coming on. One of the Mexican subs, Diego Linez, comes on. Literally in the first minute, he's on the pitch. He scores a goal. Mexico goes up 2-1. to one. Somewhere in that time frame, I believe it was right before that, our goalie got injured. His knee hurt him. Couldn't go on. He tried real hard, but had to put in the backup goalie, Ethan Horvath, the hero of the night. I'll get to that. (laughs) I just love the excitement in your voice. Ethan Horvath is from Denver. He was a hometown kid. He got to come in. He missed it it on the Diego Linez goal to go down 2-1. It makes sense. He just came in, too. A little nervy. From there on, Ethan Horvath was a brick wall. He was a force to be reckoned with, making save after save. Well, U.S. goes down. We tie it up 2-2. You can't end it in a tie. We get to the end of regular time. Got to go to extra time. You get into extra time. Well, this is when the typical CONCACAF craziness comes out. Because Mexico tends to play a little dirty. Their fans tend to be a little... Insensitive is one way to put it. That to, was a very family-friendly good way to To the put point it. where one of their chants got the game suspended for a moment and kind of paused while the PSA came over to tell them, you can't say that, that's wrong, we're going to start penalizing your team if you keep it up. So all the Mexican players are trying to calm down their fans and everything. Well, that didn't happen again. But after we get into the extra time, you have what's called VAR in soccer. It's the review where something happens. They go over, look mm-hmm. at it on video, and, all right, let's get it right. Christian Pulisic, Captain America, the captain of the team last night, goes down in the box. It's a penalty. They go over to the VAR. They check it. Yep, it's a penalty. He gets a penalty kick, puts it in. The U.S. is now up 3-2. to two. Woohoo! We get to the last few minutes of extra time, and there's another review. This time, it's a handball in the U.S. box. Penalty Mexico. Everybody's hearts are in their throats. Horvath stands his ground, stops the penalty. U.S. wins 3-2. And I forgot all about the fights that happened, the guy that ran on the field, people getting hit with bottles coming from the stands. It was crazy. It sounds like one of those, which we were talking about, I think, last week. It's only Monday. Last week on Good Things about something you would want to relive. It feels like if you were there or if you were watching it, like you and our listener Jeff on the text line last night, that's one of those, you know, sporting moments where 
you go, oh, my gosh, that doesn't this is not a normal matchup. This isn't even a normal good game. This is like something you'll be talking about whenever you get triggered to talk about it or something brings it up time and time and time again, and probably with the same enthusiasm and the excitement. And so that's pretty cool. So is so what does that mean for Team USA? Are they advancing? That is the first competitive win for Team USA over our rivals, Mexico. Bitter rivals there. That's our first competitive win against them in like eight years. Ah. So it's been a it's been a while, so it felt good. Is soccer part of Summer Olympics? Yes. So is this like part of that or will they have to will those teams have to come back together and face each other on the world stage there will likely be a a couple of those players that get to play on the olympics but that was pretty much our a team and in in international soccer you have kind of different squads to play in different tournaments we've got the gold cup coming up which will require a whole squad of players to go play in that tournament at the same time, you've got World Cup qualifying coming up in the fall, so that'll be a different set of players because of availability with different clubs because European clubs play a winter calendar, whereas MLS kind of follows baseball, play in the summer. So you've got players that are playing in the middle of their season versus players playing in the preseason, so you've got different forms and different fitness levels and stuff. So you, it's a lot to balance, but the Olympics is the amateur, so it tends to be more under 23 players. It's it's younger players that play in the Olympics. So I don't think we actually... I've never thought of the Olympics as amateur before. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the Olympics. It's amateur athletics, or it's supposed to be. Really? Yeah, that's why you don't have any pros. Or oh. pros. I've never you, thought about that. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess, though, for, like, soccer, basketball... I'm trying to think of the other sports where... Basketball allows pros. Baseball allows pros. I believe softball allows pros because there is a pro softball league. But a lot of the, the quote-unquote classic Olympic sports, you, you can't be a professional athlete. You have to be an amateur. But some of the other classic Olympic sports, are there professional opportunities like in baseball, basketball, soccer? Well, I didn't know about softball. But I'm thinking like swimming, track, it feels like the Olympics are your profession. Yeah, for the most part. And gymnastics. You can also get sponsorships and stuff like that. And you can, I think you can be an employee of your your country's team organization. They can help you with lodging and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I don't think you can have a professional contract and play in a professional league. I guess tennis would be another. Is tennis in the Olympics? Listen to me. You're the Olympics expert on that one. Well, I have no. But was well in my mind. My mind was going between the two. Like, where are their professional opportunities versus when you just see them at the Olympics? And you think of some of the summer, at least the summer Olympics games. You feel like that is their profession. There isn't an NFL or an NBA or whatever out there that it's at least gets the same type of attention as those organizations do for elite players. At least I don't think. And if it is, I'm missing out on it big time because I would completely watch all year round. Or I might, back in the day, recorded it on a VHS and then been able to fast forward through all the commercial breaks. Because that is what we were talking about over on the Good Things um, Facebook group. And I know Rhino and Jeff on the text line, as well as whoever else caught that game, would love to have it on a VHS tape or a DVD or at least a some form of recording. But today is actually natu- National v- um, VCR Day, which I thought was hysterical, because we all had one. I think that's something that at some point in time we all shared a VCR made it into our home. I would say 99.9% of those listening to good things, you had one or you had access to one, at least as the years went on. And then now it's like the dinosaur. And so I'd love to know if you still have a VH, I mean a VCR, if you still have VHSs. And then do you remember, like what was your favorite v- home VHS? Not one, take Blockbuster out of the equation. We've, we've gone down the Blockbuster out plenty of times here on Good Things. This is more about what VHS tape did you own? What did you wear out? What did you wear out at home, right? Like what did you just rewind and play, rewind and play? Or had, or did you have before DVD, you know, way before DVDs, did you start to have the wall of VHS tapes for all of your favorite movies? I mean, this is 
definitely pre-streaming. Definitely you could look at it as an investment if you didn't want to go to the blockbuster or the movie rentals. I mean, even still now, people buy DVDs, which makes no sense with all the streaming platforms that aren't going anywhere. Unless you're a collector, which there are some collector VHSs out there that you can get more than what you paid for them. We'll put it that way. We'll talk that, and we have a cool event for you coming up next. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Take a pause. Cringe alert. We're talking blood-sucking parasites. No, no, not politicians. We are talking about deer ticks. Researchers say much of the U.S. is going to see a bumper crop of ticks this year because there was so much rain over the spring. John Oliver with the University of Minnesota School of Public Health says they were creeping up as early as March in Minnesota a time and place when ticks just aren't supposed to be around. We had those you know, 70 degree days and uh, we're able to find large numbers of adult deer ticks. Those deer ticks, of course, known to produce Lyme disease in humans and pets. These diseases, they're a lot more easily prevented than treated, you know, and so uh, prevention is the key. So you're going to want to slather on insect repellent with DEET and get a flea and tick preventative for your pets or go hide in the basement. Take pause. Jill NATO, Fox News. When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. Fox on Tech. Google is getting into the healthcare industry. The search giant struck a deal with a hospital chain to create health-focused algorithms that'll be built using patient records. Google is working with HCA Healthcare, which operates nearly 2,000 hospitals in 21 states, and the deal will give Google access to information from 32 million annual patient interactions. Both companies say the multi-year deal will have both Google and HCA engineers working together to develop algorithms to improve efficiency, monitor patients, and help doctors make decisions. HCA's chief medical officer, Dr. Jonathan Perlin, said of the agreement that, quote, data are spun off every patient in real time and that this will build a central nervous system to help interpret the various signals. CNET reports a 2019 deal between Google and Ascension raised red flags among lawmakers as it quietly collected health data on millions of Americans without informing them. Google will not have access to patient-identifiable information. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says a high proportion of Mississippians have already had COVID, and our immunity levels are higher than many states with better vaccination rates. Governor Tate Reeves told CNN's Jake Tapper over the weekend that they continue to monitor the numbers closely. But the fact is we're down 98% since early January in terms of total number of cases in our state. All right, we had less than 50 Mississippians in ICU beds with the coronavirus. 
uh, as of Friday. Uh, the, the situation is much different than any of the public health experts warned us. A shooting early yesterday morning in Biloxi has claimed the lives of three people, including a seven-month-old baby boy. The victims have been identified as 34-year-old Kel Mornay of Biloxi and 44-year-old Byrain Johnson of Gulfport. Johnson was reportedly Mornay's estranged boyfriend. An investigation is underway. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a, with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat, so if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. This is Michael Watson, your Mississippi Secretary of State. This Tuesday, June 8th, is our Municipal General Election Day. Please remember to bring your ID and don't forget, if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. Get to the polls this Tuesday and make sure your voice is heard. Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Super Talk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi tour guide for free. All you need to do to plan a Mississippi adventure can be mailed to your home. Just go to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. And we've got an opportunity for you to help save the turtles and get out and have some fun with the kids in the sand. Joining us here on Good Things is Miss Barbara. She is with Outdoor Recreation Specialist for Jackson County Recreation Department. And she is the event coordinator for Sand Jam 2021, which is Turtle Up Mississippi. I love this. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me on. Well, this is so exciting. Number one, I love building things in the sand with my kids or my family whenever I go to visit the Gulf Coast. But number two, I also love turtles. So I love that these two things have sort of um, combined. So share with us, give us a little background on Turtle Up in the Sand. Okay, will do. This is a celebration of Mississippi turtles, our native Mississippi turtles. So we've got a lot of events planned. Um, yes, sand sculpting. And, of course, uh, it's for all ages, uh, four age groups, and it covers everybody. We've just added an adult age group. And, of course, you have to sculpt a native Mississippi turtle. But we've got so many more things going on for this event. So if you want to come as a spectator, you might find yourself trying out kayaking. We've got kayaks on the beach. We've got some expert kayakers. Um, Hank Balter is our top instructor um, in Mississippi for kayaking. And then we have Pascagoula Paradise Paddlers there. So if you've never tried kayaking, this is a, a great place to come. Give it a shot or get tips from these experts on kayaking. And all that is, um, there's a $5 entry fee for the turtle sculpting competition, but everything else, all our games on the beach, there's no charge for any of it. And we have so many wonderful booths, Rebecca, um, experts, uh, turtle experts, turtle veterinarian, um, some um, one is Andrew Medhurst, and he works over in Harrison County for the National Audubon Society, specifically with turtle conservation. So we've got a lot of turtle experts on hand, too. It's going to be great fun. Barbara, if we've never thought about turtles as being native to Mississippi or even having, you know, 
need to be watched out for in terms of their habitat habitat what's sort of the message about how we can sort of help preserve their livelihood and the and the places that they live that's a great question and that's what this event is about really it's like our native Mississippi turtles, how do we help them uh, thrive and survive? How do we help them? And you hit the nail on the head, the habitats. They have lost, of course, so many. um, Our habitats have disappeared. And there are wonderful agencies, uh, for example, the Land Trust, that they're doing great things to get these habitats back and our ecosystems back in jiving, you know, in thriving. And then that's when the the wildlife comes back. But for example, one of the endangered species is the gopher tortoise. And uh, they require quite a bit of land to thrive on. And they, they build these deep, huge holes. Um, and they've lost habitat. And the Nature Conservancy is doing such wonderful things with that species, raising them and then doing releases. They did a release earlier this year. And Jim Long, who heads up that program, he's one of the um, founders of that program and is knows so much about gopher tortoises, but they're a keystone species. They ha- help other animals who use these burrows that they make um, also survive and thrive. So they're a keystone species. Oh, so much to learn about the turtles and love. I think any time that you can just be aware, get, garner more information, then you also just appreciate your time spent on the Mississippi Gulf Coast a little bit more, right? When you when you recognize that the wildlife there is part of the ecosystem and, you know, we need all of those things to keep the oceans and everything sort of thriving. And, yeah, I mean, just being a little bit more educated always makes the experience, to me, a lot more fun. And it sounds like you guys have really come up with a fun Saturday opportunity. It's this Saturday. It's June the 12th, Barbara. It's called Turtle Up Mississippi. I just really do love that. Will there be turtles on site other than the ones sculpted in sand? I am not sure about that. Uh, Jim Long may be bringing some, but we've got a lot of things. The Grand uh, Grand Bay Near is bringing some items. We've got uh, turtle shells that will be on display. Um, so we've got the Marine Education Center is bringing uh, several turtle artifacts. Um, Central Mississippi Turtle Rescue from the Jack- Jackson area, they're coming down. This husband and wife team founded um, the rescue, and they do amazing things. So they're making the drive down here just for this event. So we, we, we've got some very special people. So if you want to talk turtle, this is the place to do it. If you want to talk turtle, I love that. But I also love that there is a cool reward for the overall winner. They're going to have, and that is for the sculpting, I think, um, part, or the sand sculpting part of the turtles. Barbara, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But share with us what the overall winner will have the opportunity to do. Well, in the in the sand sculpting competition, I think we have forty different medals, uh, you know. But the I think the one you're referring to is one. One team will have the be the overall winner, and they this medal is huge. Uh, it's like the size of my hand, uh, and that's called the sanding option. The overall. Um, winner. So uh, it'll be fun. And even for the little kids, um, bring those children out. It's a $5 entry fee. And every team gets a welcome, a little welcome um, sand pail with all kinds of goodies and things that they can use to help sculpt um, and haul water, you know, water and sand uh, go together to help keep keep the sand in shape. So um, yeah, the sanding ovation, that's the overall award. Well, I love that. And then I also saw where maybe someone would get the opportunity to name a turtle. Is that still? Yes. Um, the the winners, uh, we've got three uh, categories other than the sanding ovation. Um, the largest, the largest sculpture, uh, the most creative sculpture. So we have three other categories. And the, the winners of those categories uh, will have the opportunity to work with Wild at Heart Rescue to actually go turtle release, a turtle that's been rehabbed and is being released back into the wild. Uh, And then the standing ovation winners, uh, because the teams can be one person or up to four people. So if you want to sculpt by yourself, come on, Uh, you're a team, Um, but one to four people. 
and a standing ovation winner or winners um, will have um, the opportunity to name a turtle uh, rehab turtle coming into rehab at uh, Wild at Heart Risk Rescue. Well, I think that's all. It just sounds like a whole lot of fun, uh, Barbara. Now, where can we find you guys? Where will you be Saturday uh, coming up June the 12th? And what time does it kick off? Okay, uh, 9.30 a.m. It kicks off at 9.30. Um, the sculpting teams need to be there a little bit earlier just to check in with us. Uh, and we encourage people, if you haven't pre-registered, come on out. If we have places, and right now we do in all categories, come on out. But it's the Front Beach and Ocean Springs. On Highway 90, and you go south on Washington Avenue, it dead ends into Front Beach, and that's where we are. And uh, you can go to our website, Jackson County Sand jam j-a-m dot com if you want to look at the rules for the sand sculpting or any of the other information on the event or you can call us at 826-5330 that's uh, jackson county recreation barbara i have to say an outdoor recreation specialist sounds like a really fun job you have you definitely have fun at work don't you I have great fun, and I've had fun with this event. Um, Sean Perry is a turtle veterinarian that has just joined the Mississippi Aquarium. Um, Theresa Madrigal will be there. He's one of the judges. Theresa Madrigal, she is with IMMS. She's their stranding coordinator. She will be there. These are great people. what do you do when you see a turtle in the middle of the road? How do you help it? Which way? Do you take it back or do you take it forward? All those questions you can find out at this event. Those are such good questions of like, I don't know, but you help it. That's what you. That's what I feel like you should definitely do. Well, I just love chatting up turtles with you. I'm Barbara, I hope you all have a great turnout for your event coming up um, this Saturday, June the 12th, starting at 930. Remind us one more time the website that we can go if we're just tuning into good things and we want to get registered absolutely jackson county sand jam dot com pretty nine thirty cool. to one this saturday well you'll have to send me the photos of the winner and i'll make sure that i share those out with um, everybody else too because i know it's going to be a great sculpture so i appreciate your time thanks rebecca thank you so much what pressure it would be to name the turtle wow or to just sculpt the turtle in sand but yeah we should be more knowledgeable about our native turtle species there's seven of them can you name them i can't and there will be no quiz but stick with us coming up next here on good things No matter where you go, Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm. And on your smart device with the Super Talk app, you're proud to call Mississippi home. And we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A generous couple helping families in the Los Angeles area makes today's Dean's List. Crystal Duhaney is a registered nurse and soon-to-be mother of three. Crystal and her husband Patrick know how expensive raising a family can be. So they wanted to give back to their community by stuffing money into baby supplies across neighborhood Target stores. Crystal says she and her husband hope that parents that buy the items and find the money will have a brighter day. An Instagram video showing the husband and wife duo has gone viral. They say they know how hard it is as new parents to even buy some of the most basic things for a child. And that's what inspired them to help others, especially during the pandemic. To Crystal and Patrick, thank you for giving back to your community. You both made the Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News. 
When you listen to Super Talk Mississippi, you become part of a statewide community, a community of knowledgeable, engaged, enlightened, well-informed, hardworking men and women just like you, all eager to see the Magnolia State grow and prosper. There may be some disagreement on how to get there, but the goal remains the same, for each Mississippian to reach their American dream. Thanks for listening and being a part of the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi. This is the closing agri market report. At the close, the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was down 144 to 84.36. December cotton was down 62 to 85.26. Close of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 23 and a half to 1560 in the quarter per bushel. August soybeans were down 15 and a quarter to 1522 in the quarter per bushel. July corn was down three and a half to six seventy-nine and a quarter per bushel. September corn was up fourteen and a half to six twenty-one per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was down thirty to one seventeen seventy-seven. Other October live cattle was down thirty-five to one twenty-three seventy. August feeders up twenty-seven to one fifty twenty. September feeders up 12 to 152.62. At this hour, the Dow Jones is down 147 points, 34,609. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Get five star tools for your five star dad with battery power made by steel. From mowers and blowers to trimmers and more, with the AK Homeowner Series starting at $199.99, Dad can get the work done quickly and make more time for what really matters. Shop online at steelusa.com slash gift guide. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. All prices MSRP includes battery and charger are available at participating dealers. Dad doesn't quit until the job is done. So get him gas-powered tools from steel that can keep up with him. From chainsaws and trimmers to blowers and more, steel has the tools Dad needs. With legendary steel gas-powered equipment starting at $139.99. Shop online at steelusa.com slash gift guide. Pick up at over 10,000 local steel dealers. All prices MSRP available participating dealers. The Magnolia State to the world. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi at supertalk.fm. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. looking to get away look no further than visit mississippi.org today you can plan your staycation or mississippi vacation and no matter where you plan to stay in mississippi i bet there won't be a vhs or a vcr in the hotel or the motel and if there is then you got quite the deal on your stay let me just say that that would be a heck of a special request because they have that little thing at the, at the bottom of like here you're checking in online or uh-huh. you're sending a reservation do you have any special requests and usually it's like could you do something silly like could you put a picture of Nicolas cage by the bed or could you leave a hershey's bar I just, you could do whatever and for certain, certain hotels yeah. they'll they'll abide by it but i don't think you could go i need a vcr or if it says we have a VCR. Please bring your own VHS tape. You're welcome to bring your own VHS uh, tapes. At one time, that may have been a big thing. I don't even know, though, if most hotels even have. If you see that on DVD a sign, points. that sign hasn't been changed since I was born. For sure. Absolutely. But today, for whatever reason, is VCR day. But I thought that would be a fun memory lane to go down because, again, 99.9% of us listening to good things all own the VCR at some point or you had access to one. And it was a game changer. I mean, even to the point where parents, that's the first when VCRs came out, that's when camcorders came out, which and that's when those big things on the shoulder of of the parent for dance recitals and baseball games and major moments home videos started to explode and i also think that that is why because the newness of that there's a generation who has way more home videos to go back and watch and i think those get fizzled out the the like for now like for my kids i yes do i have videos and snippets of things 
that, you know, are a minute or two minutes long for sure. But do I have like Christmas on video, like maybe back in the late 80s, especially those early 90s, you have like a row of, of VHS tapes labeled Christmas 99 or Christmas 91 or whatever it may be, um, where it's like an hour or an hour and a half of just dad or mom or whomever carrying around the little recorder. And at some point that just, you know, you don't we don't we don't have those nuggets anymore or at least we have them captured just in a completely different different way right yeah which is kind of sad because those are some of the fun things if you still have a vcr that you pop in and you watch and many of you are fessing up and saying on the facebook group that's why you've kept a vcr around one is because you have all of these v home vhs tapes that you wouldn't, you know, you could go and convert those into DVDs or into now jump drives or digital formats. But, like, who's got time for that? Most of us aren't going to do that. You just keep a VCR around. That's the only reason I have a VCR at my apartment is I have the VCR-DVD combo, and I've got plastic tubs full of home videos that are VHS that it fell to me. The, the the tech guru of the three boys to archive and catalog. Have you done that? I'm working on it. It's You're... a bunch of VHS tapes. So are you putting them into DVD? Trying to. It took uh, about six months to get the DVD configured to where it wouldn't burn just the first 20 minutes. Right. So there's process sort of to that. Yeah, because could... it's, I mean, talking about VHS technology, VCR technology, this is right when DVDs were coming out and VHS was still prevalent. So the the user interface is a little old school. It's taking a little getting used to. But there's also something about watching VHS. I mean, yes, is the quality, I mean, no, is the quality what we're used to now? No. But does it have like that? Just good old down-home kind of feel to it? Yes. Oh, I'm not going to lie. When I first plugged it up and got it set up, the first thing I pulled out was the three-box old-school original set of Star Wars. Not the special editions. That's the original Star Wars. Yeah. Pulled that three out and played them back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. Someone else mentioned that, too, um, wanting to know what was your VHS tape that you that you played out. Many of you have memories of Disney movies because that's like right when your favorite movies started to be trans, you know, translated into VHS and parents could actually buy something that entertained their kid for hours on end in the form of like, hey, let's rewind it and watch it again. Let's rewind it and watch it again. And you didn't have another episode to go to. So if you had Bambi, you watched Bambi until something else came out and parents went and picked it up or, you know, bought another one or you would swap the VHSs. See, yeah. I remember, I don't I don't remember the show, but I remember watching it over and over and over again and was not all that entertained by it, but I had to watch it because we had rented this tape and the tape itself, the cassette, the VHS, was blue. And at, at that age, it was mind-blowing to me. I was like, oh, it's blue. It's blue. Oh, but keep them, because you never know when you're going to want to pop in a VCR or into a VCR and stroll back down memory lane. That's what we like to do sometimes here on Good Things. But we're looking forward to the games, the baseball games. Congratulations to State. I think you're headed to your fifth Super Regional. And Ole Miss and... Um, Southern Miss are playing right now. So you got Sports Talk Mississippi coming up next to tell you all about it from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.